Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, can hyperthyroidism cause high calcium levels? So high calcium in the blood is also known as hypercalcemia. And when calcium is too high, it can have a negative effect on bone health. It can lead to the formation of kidney stones, even have a negative effect on the cardiovascular system. So hypercalcemia, again, elevated calcium levels in the blood, it's commonly related to overactive parathyroid glands, but there could be other causes, malignancy, having cancer, that could be another cause, but it could also be related to hyperthyroidism, which is what this episode is about. So when it's related to hyperthyroidism, the good news is that the calcium levels usually will normalize once the thyroid hormone levels have decreased, so it could take time to do that. And I will say that a lot of times I see calcium on the higher side, but not quite elevated. That is pretty common. And it's part of a comprehensive metabolic panel. So it's very common for the endocrinologist that people work with to do that test. And it's common for me to recommend the test. If someone has not had that test done recently, it's usually something that I would recommend, not just to look at calcium, but comprehensive metabolic and we'll also look at other electrolytes such as potassium and sodium. We'll look at the liver enzymes. We'll look at markers related to kidney function, the total protein. So it's a pretty good test, more basic test, but still a pretty good test. And so when calcium is on the higher side, but if it's in range, I'm not going to pursue further testing. I'll just keep an eye on it, have the person do another comprehensive metabolic panel in the future. But when it's elevated, and not only will I have the person continue to monitor it, but also I would recommend to test for the parathyroid hormones or PTH, and that you might even want to do an ionized calcium, but definitely want to keep an eye on the calcium levels and again, evaluate the parathyroid hormone levels. If it's elevated, most of the time it's related to the hyperthyroidism, but I have had a few patients where they have hypercalcemia that's not only associated with the hyperthyroidism, but they end up also having hyperparathyroidism. So I want to look at a few journal articles related to hypercalcemia and hyperthyroidism, and I'll make sure to include these links in the show notes, which you could find by visiting savemythyroid.com. So this first journal article that I'm looking at, the title is Hypercalcemia, an Uncommon Presentation of Hyperthyroidism, which I don't know if I would agree with and say it's uncommon. I mean, it's not like super common, but I definitely wouldn't say it's rare. As I mentioned before, it is common to see calcium on the higher ends, but not elevated. But I wouldn't say it's completely uncommon to see it elevated. And so it starts off by saying that primary hyperparathyroidism and malignancy are by far the most common causes of hypercalcemia in our clinical practice. And it mentions that hyperthyroidism can usually cause minimal elevation of serum calcium and asymptomatic, so no symptoms present with serum calcium elevation has been documented in up to 20% of patients with hyperthyroidism. 
And so again, that to me, that's not uncommon. <laughs> and it's related to increased bone resorption and subsequent release of calcium from the bone into the circulation. And we describe a case of hyperthyroidism presented with symptoms of hypercalcemia. So moving to the discussion, it mentions that once again, primary hyperparathyroidism is the most common cause of asymptomatic hypercalcemia and is seen in ambulatory patients, whereas hypercalcemia secondary to malignancy is seen in hospitalized patients and usually symptomatic. And then hypercalcemia in thyrotoxicosis or hyperthyroidism is typically mild with calcium levels, rarely exceeding four millimoles. And our case demonstrates hypercalcemia merely due to thyrotoxicosis as supported by low parathyroid hormone or PTH level and resolution of hypercalcemia with treatment of the thyroid disease. So again, the parathyroid hormone level in this case was on the low side, actually. And then the high calcium levels decreased upon balancing the thyroid hormone levels, which usually happens. Now, there's one other journal article I want to cover, but I wanted to just remind you that most cases of hypercalcemia presented in hyperthyroidism are asymptomatic, so you can't really go by symptoms. That's why you want to do the comprehensive metabolic panel. But if you were wondering what were some of the potential symptoms for someone who is symptomatic, at least when I did my research, it showed that having some digestive symptoms, so like an upset stomach, having nausea, sometimes vomiting, and then also can cause weakness or maybe even sometimes pain in the muscles or the bones or both. So those are some of the potential symptoms of hypercalcemia. But as I mentioned, and as the journal article I just read mentioned, in most cases when it's associated with hyperthyroidism, usually the person will not present with symptoms related to the hypercalcemia. And so this second journal article, it's also a case study, and it's from January 2017. The title is Hyperthyroidism-Associated Hypercalcemic Crisis, and it starts off by saying that hyperthyroidism is one of the major clinical causes of hypercalcemia. However, hyperthyroidism-related hypercalcemic crisis is rare. Only one case has been reported, and it mentions the potential mechanisms are still not too clear. So this involved a 58-year-old female patient who had Graves' disease, and her parathyroid hormone levels were reduced, which pretty much indicates that she doesn't have hyperparathyroidism. I did read the whole article, and towards the end, it also mentioned that she had an ultrasound to rule out an adenoma of the parathyroid glands, which an adenoma is a benign tumor, and if someone has hyperparathyroidism, Many times it's caused by that adenoma. If someone has normal low parathyroid hormone levels, probably no need to investigate further. But again, that's up to the patient and the doctor. So this person, because the calcium levels were really high, she was diagnosed as having hyperthyroidism-associated hypercalcemic crisis. And she received treatment to correct the hyperthyroidism. And she also received separate treatments for the hypercalcemia she received physiological saline, calcitonin, and furosemide. So I would say that in the situations where I've had patients diagnosed with hypercalcemia, in most cases, the doctor, whether it's their primary care doctor or endocrinologist, usually won't do anything other than try to lower the thyroid hormone levels. Most of the time, that will resolve the problem. But again, that's up to the primary care doctor or endocrinologist if you are dealing with hypercalcemia 
So after treatment for hypercalcemia and hyperthyroidism, her symptoms and serum calcium levels quickly returned to normal. And then it just said that hyperthyroid-associated calcemia crisis is rare. However, the diagnosis should pay attention to screening for other diseases caused by hypercalcemia. Also, we'll mention the introduction. It says that, and I think I mentioned this already with the other journal article, it says it has been reported that hyperthyroidism is associated with mild to moderate hypercalcemia in approximately 20% of total patients. And the serum calcium levels are often increased by a mild to moderate range and rarely exceeds three millimoles per liter. And hypercalcemia was defined as a calcium level exceeding 3.5 millimoles per liter. Here it says the patient often has symptoms, including multiple kidney stones, constipation, muscle weakness. But I would disagree. Most people do not have symptoms with hypercalcemia, at least associated with hyperthyroidism. But those are some of the potential symptoms someone can have. And that really is all I'll say here. I just wanted to go over some of the basics with regards to hypercalcemia. Again, you'll have the links to these journal articles in the show notes. And again, you could visit savemythyroid.com to access those if you want to go into greater detail. But I think I discussed everything that I wanted to talk about here. So that is my response to the question, can hyperthyroidism cause high calcium levels? The answer is yes, it doesn't always cause high calcium levels. As I mentioned many times, it's on the higher side, but still within the lab reference range. But when it exceeds the upper ends of the reference range, that's what's called hypercalcemia. The good news is when you're lower the thyroid hormone levels, usually the calcium levels will decrease. If not, then you might want to suspect hyperparathyroidism. And rather than wait for the thyroid hormone levels to decrease, I mentioned how you might want to just go ahead and test for parathyroid hormone in the blood. So as usual, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.